Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Spill the Beans podcast. Uh, this week we're going to try and tie in a bit to the whole theme of Halloween going on at the moment. So we're sort of going to do some uni horror stories. Hopefully you can hear a bit from us and get a less serious episode, but still no doubt with some important tips and tricks on uh, how to get through university life. Once again, I'm joined by uh, Lucia and Xavier. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and yeah, so... How, how's everyone been? I feel like that's probably the best way to uh, start off. Xavier, yourself? Yeah, I've not been too bad. Um, I think it's taking time to adjust to this new normal of, of kind of teaching online majority of the time, um, which has its own sort of difficulties. Um, like last week, I started teaching online and um, found it quite difficult to... I'm probably getting more engagement than ever, so more people kind of talking um which is good but the problem is a lot of those are people are talking through the text box and not with their, their microphones on um so it's quite difficult to sort of keep track of who's engaged who's who's kind of understanding what's happening because i can't see their faces whereas in, in a, obviously in an actual physical environment um classroom environment you can actually see oh they're on their phone so i might need to go over and have a word with them about sort of checking that they're on, on task and whatever. Um, yeah, it's quite difficult. And then I taught on campus for the first time today. Again, with time, I think it's just time is 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 the key thing here, I think. Um, and before we started kind of recording, we were talking about time, weren't we, Lisha? And, and now you guys are in your final year. I think I was saying, I've told people before, like my analogy for final year is I blink when it starts and I, a blink and I'm already like stressing about my coursework and then I blink again it's already Christmas I blink again I'm I'm like running around campus submitting my course um, my like my kind of big project for one of my modules I had to submit it in person and print it off and I've spent like 24 hours at the same computer in the library and then I blink again and I'm in my last exam and it's all finished like it they're the kind of flashpoints everything in between is a massive blur because um, just time just goes really, really quickly and you start to feel a bit pressured, like what am I going to do afterwards and um, who am I going to stay friends with and that type of thing starts coming to mind. But you just got to kind of take it day by day, I think. Good old uh, faithful 24-hour rule. That's what, that's what I always do whenever I'm like stressed or panicked or everything seems to be going too quick. Just figure out what I've got going on the next 24 hours and then deal with the uh, the rest later on. How about yourself, Lucia? You been doing all right? Um, yeah, no, not too, not too badly considering. Um, I feel like it's suddenly gone from like zero to a hundred with work and all that sort of thing. It's like, obviously you had like block zero with like, it was quite easy. You sort of, it was like a really nice introduction. And then all of a sudden it's like you have like all four modules or all three in my case and the dissertation then all of a sudden it's like you have to have this done by week three and week four and you realize that you're already in week two and it's like oh my god like I literally don't have enough time in the day to do this um so it's been quite overwhelming but in like a nice way it's nice to be doing something again um and it's nice to socialize again as well even if it is online um I had my first face-to-face um session yesterday which was so nice it was like strange seeing like (laughs) new people 
and like people that I hadn't seen since the start of March I kind of like forgot other people existed so it was really nice to actually like have conversations with people that aren't in sort of your like bubble or your like circle so yeah not not too bad I feel like I've been busy nice yeah no it definitely it definitely is a nice feeling to be a back cracking on with work and I don't know what you mean about with a deadline suddenly creeping up as well I was going to say we were in our literally our first workshop which was yeah it would have been around the 20th actually and we found out that we've got an exam like around well towards the end of November already uh which can potentially equate to a percentage of our end of year grade and I was like oh we've gone for doing nothing from six months to being a reminded that we do actually get examinated on a certain things so it's all all a little bit scary and all creeps up a little bit mm. i think um the tip i give to students around that is to um have a look at your kind of module handbooks um and for each module go through have your diary or calendar open on your phone and look at when all the assessments are and put them in your phone and maybe put a reminder that uh, like it, reminds you on the day it also reminds you a week before and that way hopefully whatever level of study you're at you you, you won't have any shock kind of scary moments when you realize with i don't know half a day before the deadline that you've got coursework due the next day like that's a good way to stay on top of of things um if it's in your phone we look at our phone so much so yeah i think just use the tools that you've got available to you um, most people have available to them definitely for sure so before we start cracking on with the university horror stories i know xavier you spoke about wanted to talk about black history month really quick so i'll just sort of open the floor for us to chat out whatever we'd like to push yeah thank you um uh, hopefully most people listening will be aware that in the uk um we celebrate black history month in october i think in america it's celebrated in um february but yeah um we're in, we're coming towards the end of Black History Month. Um, if we we kind of mentioned this, I don't I think it got cut out of one of the recordings we did previously, uh, where um, potentially the episode around the attainment gap. Um, Ethan kind of asked a question of one of our guests about what their opinion on on Black History Month is, and I think I'm a bit torn. Like part of me thinks Black History should be celebrated all the time. Um, it should be on. All, on, on curricula across the world like uh, at all times especially in the uk black history is i firmly believe black history is british history you can't kind of separate the two we wouldn't be sat in bristol if it wasn't for the enslavement of 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 tens of thousands of hundreds of millions of africans um so we, we kind of and that's how the uk's kind of built its its wealth it built it, um, its empire on the back of those black people so you can't really pretend that that's not or, or try and airbrush that from from our history um unfortunately that happens but i think the for me black history month is important still because it's about unity unity it's about that sort of formal recognition and i think there's a real risk if 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 we did kind of abandon black history month as a as a celebration that there'll be pockets of of the country and schools um especially that just won't touch it if it's not a recognized thing um and we're not at the point where we're fully integrating uh black history into into all curricula so 
um, if we just abandon it, then I think we're at risk of, of it not being celebrated at all at some, in some places. But in terms of what I've been doing for Black History Month, um, Yui's had quite uh, quite a really good range of events that they've done, um, most of them online. Um, so I was asked to host the or the launch event for Black History Month for UE um, and hold a conversation with the mayor of Bristol, Marvin Rees, um, which went really, really well. Um, look out for a um, look on our Twitter account in the like the next kind of week or so. Spill the Beans account and I'll make sure that the recording of that event is posted on there but yeah it went really well um, he, he spoke really openly and honestly about his place in, 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 in Bristol um, what he sees the future of Bristol to look like I'd kind of planned to save the questions around kind of the statue of Colston coming down to, towards the end of the interview and he kind of just brought it up really quickly so I had to sort of adjust on the spot and um, but we had a really nice conversation, quite re- uh, relaxed and um, and uh, yeah, um, heard really nice comments about it, which is good. And then I also featured on a panel discussion for the uni for the student uni- uh, the university's uh, student union about the future of universities and decolonising universities. And then also on last week Thursday um, at UWE we have something called the Equity Program, which is about. Uh, it's a positive action talent development program targeted at British uh, BAME students, so black, Asian, minority, ethnic students, um, and it's about trying to improve their graduate outcomes. And um, it's now got also got it's kind of focused on addressing um, attainment, which we spoke about on another episode. Uh, but they we each year they launch, relaunch it the program and. This year we did an online panel uh, talking about leadership, so it was nice to have been invited to talk about that because I think a couple of years ago I would never have seen myself as a leader. And even now, I don't hold any, if not more many, or if not any kind of strong pattern, um, which strong, I don't really have any formal titles that are like leadership titles, but actually you can still be a leader if you're not you can if you don't hold that, that form of role, role or you can still kind of hold leadership qualities and attributes and I think it's really important that students see themselves as as the leaders of the future as corny as that sounds <laughs> um yeah but I think there's watch this space there's loads happening um and if you're a student at a new student to university or, or a student who's got ambitions to go to university I think me just talking about all that stuff I've been involved in helps to show that there's so much going on and that so much you can get involved in you just need to kind of put yourself out there have a look at um ask people talk to your lecturers about what's going on stay try and stay um uh have a look at your university events pages things like that and that's where you'll find out what's going on yeah definitely i think that's a, a really good point and just going back to it as well for those who didn't hear or would like to hear slightly more um, about that attainment gap episode obviously you can find the episode back in our logs um, also the thing that uh, Xavier talks about is I brought up to when we were interviewing uh, MBE Roger Griffiths um, yeah. yeah and I, I asked him basically about a gentleman in America called um, Daryl Davis I think his name is and he basically he's got a very big input 
on uh, Black History Month, but he was talking in an interview and he was saying that he doesn't necessarily agree with it uh, purely because he thinks that it should be something that is uh, recognised all the time and shouldn't just be uh, pushed into just a month. Um, and we had a discussion about that and uh, Roger was talking about how he likes the idea, uh, much like Xavier just mentioned, that it would be something that's widely integrated, but he talked about how we still need to recognise it as something until we get to that stage. And I think it's a very good point. There's definitely something this podcast um, supports and would like to think that we we represent at the same time. But uh, yeah, is I didn't realise you were that busy, Xavier. So <laughs> crazy, to say the least. Yeah, it's been full on, but um, we move, we get there. For sure. Right, so now to crack on with uh, the university horror stories. Um, I thought I'd just start us, start us off quickly with a very uh, topical one uh, with everything going on at the moment. Uh, it's just a, it's just a short one. Uh, just get your reactions to it. I'm sure we will we'll definitely get both sides. We've got Lucia, obviously, and myself as a student, and then Xavier, who could easily find himself uh, when he's giving a lecture or giving a, a workshop in his position. But uh, someone commented. So for this, we just used I just used uh, forums on Reddit, um, places like that. So don't get me wrong. These stories could easily have been stolen, changed, or even made up. Uh, but we're going to try and address them like they're remotely real or got an element of real to them. Uh, but this person said that they were doing a Zoom class and a guy sat down in a Zoom class, turned off his uh, camera. Uh, he went for a little bit and then he accidentally turned his camera on to reveal him uh, taking a shit, basically, in the toilet. Uh, and he was rather embarrassed, but he'd obviously left the... Uh, Mac slightly out of reach, so he there was apparently there was an awkward thirty seconds of him trying to get to the camera or <laughs> to his uh, computer, trying to keep himself concealed, which I can't imagine he's going to be living down anytime soon, and I imagine it scarred quite a few people. But yeah, I just, just thought I wonder what your guys' takes would be if you were to uh, endure that experience. Firstly, from his point of view, I, I hope that it's. That that session wasn't recorded, um, but just so that that could just be stay between him and the people that were in the room and lucky enough to see that him taking the shit. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it kind of speaks to the fact that we are we're sort of having to make these big adjustments and allowances and like when I don't know for me I often sit in my room to do classrooms and um to do workshops and online and. In effect, I'm inviting students into my classroom, into my room, let alone into my house. Like it's quite personal, and like the lines of like privacy kind of gets, I don't know, distorted a little bit. Um, that might be my response to to that. I just yeah, I just hope it wasn't recorded. And how about yourself, Lucia? How how do you feel like you would uh, cope? In that situation, I think everyone could relate to it being an awful thing to experience. Uh, if it was you, apparently the I've just seen underneath someone updated the post saying that this was the guy got caught midwipe uh, to further add to his his upset. Um, I don't really know to be honest. I think in the moment I'd probably be very shocked. Um, I think I would I would just feel a bit embarrassed for them. Like yeah. I, even though it comes up on Microsoft Teams or 
um, whatever sort of um, thing that we use to do lectures, workshops and seminars, I have serious trust issues with my Mac because even when it says that the camera isn't on, I don't trust that it isn't on. So I always go into like every lecture or seminar or workshop so hesitant that my face is just going to pop up on screen. So yeah, I, I would feel very embarrassed for him. I, yeah. I would be embarrassed as well, even though it wasn't my situation. Um, I, I probably would also find it funny. Um, no denying, as long as it wasn't too graphic, obviously. Um, <laughs> but... I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, how you could be so confident that, that nothing's going to go wrong with technology. I just don't trust it. As to as to sit on the loo. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is one that I've experienced through social media. Me and Lucia have seen it. I don't know if you've come across it at all, Xavier, but there's a um, uh, like a video that made the rounds on social media where uh, this person was just in their normal, I think it was an American uh, Zoom class, they were in and uh someone had obviously joined and not realized they automatically mutes the microphone so they joined and instantly pressed the mute button expecting it to mute them and it unmuted them and this individual then proceeded to uh well i, I guess the blunt way to put it is they just started having sex with their partner oh whoa and I... the teacher was very quickly trying to tell them to stop um and it wasn't working because obviously they weren't listening to it um oh, and thought they'd muted it and yeah that I... further pain no no i can believe that because i i joined like a a session yesterday uh not really ue um related it was kind of um yeah it was a kind of event or because basically this woman joined and and it's oh I've just got this stupid two hour thing I don't want to waste two hours on this call or something I'm so tired oh. and then we could all hear and then oh, no. and then <laughs> and then she later went, went later on kind of um maybe ten minutes in you could still hear her like ruffling around like in the background and so someone just said oh yeah but just, can someone like can whoever that is just mute their mic and they still didn't realise um in the end the the moderator had to mute everyone that's crazy i joined a um one of my first workshops and some guy very similar situation just left his microphone microphone on and the poor guy was just uh he, he was obviously talking to his best mate about something and he was just like she's just not good for me man she's just controlling me all the time like i can't do anything like help me <laughs> and our, our lecturer who i won't name was just like oh my word <laughs> he's like oh, i think your mic's unmuted i felt bad for him oh, for no. both the lecturer and the dude himself it sounded like he was going through it but well last yeah. week like, so a bit similar like last week i was in a workshop and um i put everyone into breakout rooms and I told them you've got 15 minutes for that activity. You've got a set of questions to work through. We'll I'll come around and check on you, and then we'll at the end of 15 minutes I'll bring you everyone back, and we'll go through the answers. Blah blah blah. Went round to each of the four groups to check everyone was okay. They all seemed on task. Went and then went the second time I went round, uh, I went in this room. It was four boys, and they go and I, I walk in. I kind of go in virtually walk into this breakout room. And as someone says, so who's on who, who living in camp on campus? And then all of them are like, yeah, I'm living on campus. And suddenly their voices go really deep, and they're like, 
oh, how many birds have you shagged then? He's like, oh, I've shagged four already. And then I was like, oh! Uh, so I didn't even say anything. I just left. I didn't want to breach. I don't know. <laughs> nice. How do I? Nice. Guys, uh, I don't think yeah, you were talking about the right thing. Yeah, I just thought I'd save everyone's embarrassment and I left for two minutes and went and checked on another group and came back. Jeez. <laughs> Why? I don't. I don't understand how people can be so oblivious to the, like, the circumstances that they're in. I know. I told you I'm coming round. My, my classroom is not the well, virtual classroom is not the right place to be having that sort of chat. And so, um, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I saw the funny side. I don't know how other pe- lecturers would have handled that. I don't know whether. I think. I think a lot of my colleagues would have done what I did and just protect. Played dumb and, and and come back, gone away and come back. But um, yeah. Say, admittedly, you saying that your classroom isn't the place for it. I don't know if there's many classrooms, even in the world, that uh, facilitate the amount of birds that someone might have shagged yeah. uh, <laughs> in a competitive manner. But we never know. Definitely not. So, well, do either of you have any horror stories you'd like to bring forward? Of course, if not, no worries. But otherwise. By all means. Not, not that I can think of right now. I'm trying to think of something because I, like, surely in the two years of uni, there must have been something that happened that was like a bit controversial. I mean, we've got our last year living situation, but there's, I don't think there's a lot. I don't think there's enough podcasts in the world to uh, facilitate that rant by any means. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, there's been moments that I think have definitely been, um, sort of embarrassing for certain people, but nothing nothing really sort of out there so i i don't know there's there's not really much i can think of right now that's all good right so uh a story that i was actually told in person um when i was working uh doing like some ambassador work which i remembered when we were doing this story is someone who had previously been a student at cardiff university i believe it was cardiff um or one of the universities around Cardiff and they just had some brand new accommodation built and they were very proud of it um and I was being told by them that basically the they got like the first I think is eight floors of the building complete and there was two floors at the top that hadn't been complete and then they had the water tank or tower up top um and that was just my own business just cracking on and uh suddenly there was like a knock at their door. So they went to the door, opened the door, and it was a friend of theirs. And they were like, oh, hi, what's going on? And the person they spoke to, he was like, oh, I have no idea what's going on, but he was like, I've got water pouring out of my plug sockets. And they were like, oh, God, that's not good. And they were like, have you contacted like security or like their uh, housekeeping team or whatever? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, oh, God, just come in, come in our house like, whilst you're... Um, whilst you're here and so we're like yeah no no come in come into our flat and wait for it anyway literally by the time he'd got into the flat uh alarms started going off and they all got evacuated and as they're coming out the building they see that there's just gallons and gallons of water basically water falling off the top of their building um and it, it turns out that their water tank for their building had malfunctioned and basically all the water that was in the building had just been burst and let go and it flooded through apparently like they the opposite side of the building to where they were living so luckily none of their stuff got affected the 
their friend stuff got absolutely obliterated and if that wasn't bad enough so everything got flooded so then they weren't allowed to return to their building and they weren't allowed to go and collect any of their possessions or anything and most of their possessions were completely soaked so they got moved to their like gymnasium or like sports hall equivalent and they had to live out of the sports hall for uh two days and then on the third day they got moved to a hotel and i was like oh okay like at least that's a little bit better don't get me wrong the two days were bad but they didn't get moved to a hotel rooms they got moved into a conference hall and they had to basically slum out for another two days there um and they were basically in the same pajamas or attire unless they went and bought more um but yeah they were saying to me that basically on the third night, they decided screw it, and they all went out drinking in their pajamas because it happened late at night. So they were in pajamas and stayed in pajamas. Um, but yeah, but it was quite an oh awful God. affair for them. Uh, but apparently, they got a month's free rent for the people who didn't lose their stuff, and then the people who did lose their stuff, they got a very big payout uh, for all their equipment and all their clothing and stuff, and to sort of keep it on the low. But well, yeah, I would have. Uh... I feel sorry for the people that I don't know in a way I feel like as a broke student I'd be like why didn't all my stuff just get destroyed because then I, I could <laughs> yeah. get this payout there's a month free I don't know that's a massive inconvenience and it would also disrupt your course it could disrupt loads of stuff it's like um, when I was in first year um, there was a Bristol Uni uh, student accommodation that burnt down which was dreadful. It was right next to um, Colston Hall, or actually, it's just being renamed, rebranded. Um, so it's called, I think it's called Bristol Beacon now, Colston Hall. Um, and yeah, next door to that, there was this huge fire, and I think it started with someone's um, left a, a like the most dangerous thing you could do in a student halls is leave a chip, um, chip fryer on, and it caught fire and. The whole thing but but burnt down um luckily everyone survived but everyone also lost all their stuff um so i think they got their those students who were who were affected got um their accommodation paid for the, for the whole of the year um but they had lost all of their personal belongings and i know someone who, who a couple of people that that that, that was their halls and it had a massive detrimental effect on their, their on their, their at least their whole of their first year and it's probably tra- quite traumatic potentially could have had an impact still to them with them today um but yeah I, I don't fancy being flooded either um and I think well even you mentioned that you were, were going to tell us that story and it, it made me remember um that when I was in first year and I've looked it up just to check, get the facts straight but uh, when I was in first year there was um, a first year student living um, in the student village at, at, at French A so one of the UE campuses and um, I found this this article the headline is Fresher throws pool party in Brecon Court and floods his bathroom and basically the student um, was in his halls and saw that the flat opposite them had an inflatable palm tree in the window and it literally the article says in, in quotes uh, I saw the palm tree and I thought I can do better than that 
I then bought a pool on Amazon for £20 and the next day it showed up and we set up in my bathroom and then it's it's kind of I don't know if you're looking at the article now because I sent you the link but there's it's got these students in in uh in their bathroom filling up a, a pool part um like quite a big paddling pool like it's got it is. probably it really knee, is. knee height sort of sides so not just a little tiny kiddie one um eight foot paddling pool apparently um and then it flooded and so water started coming through the person underneath um bedroom window which would have been fun um apparently the the security saw the funny side of it but i don't think i'd be finding it funny if my room got flooded because some idiot upstairs (laughs) stupid person upstairs thought it'd be a good idea to to treat bristol halls yeah halls in bristol like ibiza or something but yeah here we go so I'll tweet the article out and for anyone who is listening that does choose to click on the article my main question as much as I like the dinosaur is how much deodorant does that man need looking at his toilet (laughs) yeah I thought that because he's got about 20 cans on there I reckon he his his parents took him to Costco or like Macro or something before they dropped him off to uni and they he's got like two tubs of What's that, VO5 hair stuff? He's got... Yeah. <laughs> she's sorted for the whole year. Um, yeah. You never there know, it could have been... Um, you know, like, when you go to a party when you're younger and the kids get, um, like, party bags, it, it almost could have been like that, you know, like a, I've got a pool, come if you want. I'm a student, so obviously, you know, I, I understand your your money issues. I've got a load of deodorant if you want it, you know, say if you're going to the shop, come along. <laughs> Free deodorant for attending, is that what you're saying? Exactly. They get a little one as like a party bag. Yeah, <laughs> never know. Um, have we got any others? Yes, of course we do. So I thought I'd give you a bit of choice, really. We can either go for longer ones or slightly shorter ones. Uh, you know what? I think this one's a pretty good one. It's quite uh, horrifying, to say the <laughs> least, I think. So... This one, I can't see who it was posted by, but it was a a UK-based university person. And they said, a flatmate of mine in second year was too lazy to walk to the toilet to pee during the night, so would pee in an empty glass bottle of iron brew. It was only about five metres from his bed to the toilet, but he couldn't be asked. Ended up with about 20 bottles filled with piss, and then at the end of the year, he emptied them, didn't wash them, I took them to the shop and got his 20p deposit back. <laughs> I just I love that extra detail about about being able to recycle them and, and save the planet, but actually, as if that's the the, the good bit of the story, and actually, this guy's disgusting. How did like wh- why are you having fecal matter and urinating in your bedroom when there's a toilet so close? But I think I think that just speaks volumes uh, about kind of u- typically a UK students often sort of I don't know how how do I go say this about massive generalizations but there are some people who I don't know sometimes you question how did you make it to university um if you couldn't even yeah yeah. but also you kind of know that they wouldn't at home that just wouldn't go down you can kind of also guess that their parent their mum does a lot for them wouldn't stand for there being bottles of shit piss everywhere 
So <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go to uni and rebel. And, and this is my act of rebellion is not using the toilet because my mum would force me to use the toilet every day. Like a normal <laughs> person. Like a normal <laughs> yeah. I think my man definitely didn't have any girls coming around or many friends. Around. Imagine, imagine being invited back as a lady to then see twenty bottles of piss just lined up around the room. Like uni rooms are tiny, like so. There's, there's no way. Yeah, I, it, I can't imagine it leaves any sort of good impression uh, remotely. Not at all. Uh, That's disgusting. Lucia, do you have any uh, comments on the? Uh, on the story, any uh, hot tips outside of uh, not pissing in bottles and probably not returning them either? Um, no, I, I, I think that would be it. Don't do it. Um, that's disgusting. You're disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it, really. A bit grim. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, I, when I read it, it's, it's the most believable yet upsetting thing I, I'd read on the... Uh, uni feeds in regards to just a lot of complexity to them or someone was acting a sort of way to make someone act up but for someone to literally in their own time without anyone intervening just fill up 20 bottles of piss and then, I don't the thing they don't mention as well is that he emptied them but I don't really want to know what that process was like as well because also, also like glass most glass bottles I'm thinking of the ones like with with like caps like the i don't know like a beer bottle cap that flicks off like so there's a risk is there not a risk of one he's not it's not like a sealed like tank of piss it's it's exposed so the 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 smell must it must stink and also like the risk of him i can you believe that if someone did that for a whole year that they didn't accidentally knock knock it over or accidentally piss on the floor at some point oh i just yeah no i just think the more you think about it, the, the, the worse the that worst. story gets. Isn't um, it more effort? I feel like it's probably yeah. more effort. The time it takes you to piss into a bottle. If it, like, because in the story it says that he was, what, five metres from his bathroom. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're five metres from the loo, is it not more effort to find your glass bottle of iron brew that you've previously consumed and then try and piss into it as opposed to just getting up and walking and... I have no idea. I, I, just, thought, I thought that was a good one to share. Yeah, I feel like it's also kind of uh, on a similar th- theme. I never really understood why people would collect. Well, I do understand it. I just don't, would never, it's just not me. I wouldn't do that. But collect um, like all of the like cans or collect bottles of vodka and like stack them in the window to show, look, look how much we drink here. It's just like, I don't know. That I That's just hasn't appealed to me before. Um but and do you, have you ever lived with people that collected their sort of yeah. emptying, empty drinking vessels? Yeah, we had that in our flat in um, first year because obviously it's kind of a sign in first year of like how exciting your flat is. <laughs> cans stacked up and it stunk so badly. They started to go mouldy at the bottom where people had put um, like wine bottles down with a tiny little bit left in it and then. Obviously, uni kitchens are never the nicest anyway, especially in first year. Um, so you'd have this sort of weird smell from the kitchen all the time. And then you'd have the weird smell from the other side where like the sort of chill out bit is with the sofa and the TV. Because all these bottles along the side are just sort of 
making some really fancy, funky smell. Yeah, not not nice. Mm-mm. Not so to one. to make it even better, as, as with the joys of Reddit, uh, you get many people responding to it. Some people are like worst thing I've heard in a while, haha, grim. Some other dude underneath it, uh, m- maniac bassman. Put that uh, in his university dorms, he had a four-man room, all all with me- like blokes in it, and there was one guy who, at the end of a night out, would always piss in the sink, because <laughs> obviously that's the thing you need to do. But apparently, one night he was so drunk that he missed, and he hit the telly, and then he screamed as he got a bit of a shock, and then apparently the TV broke. Um, Good. Which is also uh, a hell of a scene. But I think we'll park that one there. Just leave that uh, scene to brew a bit. <laughs> I'm just glad that we don't have that kind of cohabitation sort of thing that is so big in American... Or, or based on the sort of TV and films that I've seen that depict Amer- American colleges, people seem to have, like, roommates or... or dorm buddies or whatever and i'm just glad that 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 never caught on in the uk i think maybe the the unis realized you could make more money by charging people for individual rooms i think that was probably it and then i don't know there's so many unis are profit driven so um yeah i think i i wouldn't have been a fan of having to share a room even if it was much cheaper um just because i feel like that's a big commitment like i didn't I, you don't just, I don't know, meet a sexual partner and then move in with them straight away. Like, I don't, I don't know. So then meeting a random, complete stranger and sharing a room is going to get quite intense quite quickly. And if you, four, times out by four, I, I don't know, it's not for me. Definitely, definitely not ideal by uh, any sort of standard. Mm-mm. Moving on to the next story. Uh, so this is another UK university. Uh this one hasn't got the professor as... Uh, I don't know if they call professor actually this. I imagine lecturer um, talking in the best way, so I, I shan't name what university it came from. Uh, but this person put, I'm a second year student and I'm taking my studies extremely seriously, which is fair enough. Uh, I have a fairly young professor uh, for one of her like focus classes who tries way too hard to be hip and be that chill professor who acts as if they don't give a fuck about anything. She constantly swears, and then she says for etc. Fuck, shit, I don't give a fuck, fuck off, studying's a bitch. Uh, she honestly says fuck way too much. Literally the first day of class I was sitting at her desk talking to her, and she was talking about attendance, and she put, she said, yeah, hey, come don't come honestly i don't give a fuck if you decide to come but fuck it it's your life man when she's explaining something she'll say things like the metrics are fucking difficult to understand but that's practice and it will be your bitch i would switch out but every single lecture is full and she's the only one i have left to attend uh she went to address the lecturer about how she spoke and the first thing she did when she mentioned it to her is yawn and started uh, saying, fuck, this is hard, uh, when she was trying to address her. And then when she further said that she was being offended by the lecturer, the lecturer responded by saying, touchy, touchy, how about we just don't talk at all? She said, that's fine. And then she said that she was going to report her behavior. 
And she, she basically posted this asking if she was the arsehole for then going to report her after the lecture. Um, for those who don't know, am I the arsehole? like a thread on Reddit where people can post if they think they'll post their story and then they leave it to people on Reddit to tell them whether they did the right thing or not. But basically, she uh, approached her lecturer for the language she was using. And yeah, she, the lecturer didn't take it very well. So obviously, by no means is this the correct conduct, but I wanted to think what your stories would be. Well, I guess what you would advise that a student do, because it sounds like the student might be a little bit uh, awkward to deal with, but it's quite an extreme circumstance. And at the same time, like if you're a student going through a circumstance like that, I guess what would you guys suggest the uh, the correct action to be taken is? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> cool. Um, firstly, I think the professor or lecturer is really unprofessional. Like, I do, I do a similar role and I don't... I think even though you're dealing with adults, I know that swearing can make some people feel uncomfortable, so I just wouldn't do it. I don't, And, and I don't think swearing is a measure of how cool or young or hipper you are um, at all. I, think, I don't really think they're completely related. Um, maybe this is... I don't know when this was written, but I don't know, maybe... Yeah, I just don't, I just think it's not cool to be trying to get down with the kids. And also, as a as a young academic, like I kind of am very conscious of my age and try and do things that kind of demonstrate that I do deserve to be there. This is me trying to kind of limit my imposter syndrome. So try and act a bit older, more professionally, sort of where there's students who've tried to engage me in conversations about what artists are like and stuff. I don't mind having those conversations, but I definitely make sure that they know that I'm not their friend or their peer. Like I'm, I'm, I'm their lecturer and they should respect me in the same way they respect their other people that teach them or come into contact with them at the university. Um, Yeah. That is quite a kind of difficult line to toe. Having said that, uh, lots of my students are way older than me and again I have that that brings around different issues particularly with law you get a lot of mature students and people decide they want to have career changes and it laws something that's interested them that's interested them or they might have worked in a field that's adjacent to the legal profession like I've taught quite a few probation officers or um, people who've worked in law enforcement and then realize they want to become lawyers instead and again I have to try and prove to I feel like I'm trying to prove to those people that I am someone like my word is is to be respected it's not for me to yeah I don't know I don't try and make myself more sound more youthful but maybe this person is like I don't know at that point where they're approaching their 30s and they feel really out of touch or approaching yeah they they're seeing it I don't know again we don't know how young they are um uh, yeah, Lucia, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. Like, I think it's very unprofessional. I think unless you, it was like something to do with um, what your course is about or a certain module that you were on, and there was kind of a reason why um, you were using the, like those sorts of terms. Um, yeah, I just I think it. It's quite unprofessional. I think maybe at first, especially maybe if you're in first year and you're new to uni, it's a much more relaxed environment, even though the, the workload is, is harder. 
Um, so I think maybe you'd see the funny side of it at first and think, you know, oh, this is great compared to like how strict and sort of very serious like college or um, school was. But yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it, I think it's just a bit weird. And, but it, it is all context, I suppose. It's like, how old is the lecturer or professor? What, um, you know, what are you learning about? What kind of relationship you have with them? Um, I know that some of my lecturers, you know, have, have sworn before. I mean, a lot of it is to do with my course and um, and what we're learning about. But, you know, they, they, they will occasionally do it. And I think as long as you can limit it enough that you can form an engagement with like students, but not so much that it becomes cringy or just really over the top. Yeah. Then, yeah, I think it is sort of a weird one is. You, you can look at it from the funny side, um, but at the same time, I mean, if you had that every lecture, it would get to the point where you think, I'm taking this seriously, I'm having to pay so much money to be here, yeah. and you kind of seem like you don't care, and you're the one that's supposed to be giving me the information. So, yeah, I would, if, if that was my position, I would definitely have raised it with them. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I think I that's say... my take. Oh, sorry, as I say, from like reading the story, it very much seems like it's excessive. Um, and yeah, as much as I don't see any issue with a lecturer swearing for the basis of we are adults, and although it can be offensive, it's, it's not, I think fuck's quite a heavy one to go in with, but things like shit or more, yeah, slightly less offensive uh, cursives, I think, are completely fine. Uh, but just the way how, how frequently it's being used um and i don't think there's ever a point where a lecturer would be required to say oh yeah now nah, this is a bit of a bitch or yeah like i can't be fucked and stuff like that or when oh i think when phrases like that are coming out i think that's definitely when you don't have an issue so what i will ask uh if you were that student in that situation or if you were the friend of that student what would you suggest to do because she's obviously said in this that she was going to go and talk to whoever was running the course um and the lecturer basically said go and do what you want <laughs> I, so, I i think the lecturer will regret that comment if it is true i think if i was that student i would or if i was advising that student i would say find out who the program leader is or the head of department is and just send them an email or maybe even like send them an email saying this is happening or say or i don't know say invite someone to um say oh you can come and have a look at this workshop or something i don't know but find a way that and see whether she does it if, if again if it's if after that i think then you'll know whether it's an institutional thing and whether the institution are turning a blind eye to it or you'll i think you'll more likely you'll see the person that 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 lecturer sort of sort of backtrack and, and probably apologise and say, oh, I'm really sorry if I've offended anyone and that type of thing. It's, I think it's the most likely outcome. If you, if someone, if it was reported, you'd hope that it would got back to them. And then, yeah, I'd, I think you'd expect to see some sort of, oh, I'm aware I might have made people feel, feel uncomfortable. And I don't know how genuine that apology would be, but I, I think, yeah. I think, most I'd I'd want to believe that most institutions wouldn't really stand for that happening, and um, no. would would intervene. 
yeah, you would you would definitely hope so. I think as well, like my advice to you would be something like I've spoken previously about when I had my, my issues with my German teacher. What uh, year eleven Ethan thought was a good idea, and I still stand by it. Was I used to just every time something was said, which was at me at the time, I just noted down what was said, and I just timed and dated it. And then I just did it over the course of lessons so that when it does come and people turn around, because the likelihood is, is if they think that it's just your word against theirs, they're probably going to be able to back themselves up pretty well. So you just want, don't record, like actually record people. But if you can just make little notes of what was said and when it was said, or you find a few classmates who can back it up as well, that'd be, that'd be my advice on how to deal with a situation like that. And I'd, I'd echo your, the, your comment about not recording it. I think if it's if it's an, in a lecture setting, uh, I think you're free to record often. And we, like at UB, we record all lectures. Um, and this year, like all lectures are happening online as recordings. But um, in a workshop environment where it's fewer people, uh, you shouldn't be recording. Um, I've had that as an issue before, as a student, where there was were people recording sessions, um, and it just and it's not good because you haven't advertised it you haven't told people that that's happening um also if there's some people students know it's happening and it's more probably likely that the staff member doesn't um then it might also prevent or or yeah reduce engagement um in the workshop which can kind of um stifle everyone's opportunity to learn because it might mean that some people feel less less comfortable to speak up and and, and be recorded and then yeah, I just think it's a it's a bad idea to record. Um, so, yeah, thank yeah. you for putting that across, Ethan. So, uh, I think I'll end with one final short story, which is another quite funny one that I find it quite amusing anyway. Uh, so it says, in the dorm next to me, the dude is always going at it with his girlfriend, <laughs> and I can never focus when I hear them making noises. So I've invested in an air horn and I blast it in the hole so they stop. It has been working, but I don't know if they'll catch on. So this gentleman is basically hearing his flatmate go at it with his girlfriend. They're obviously not the quietest of people. So he simply walks out into the hallway and blows an air horn, uh, which he, he says has been quite affected. Effective, effective in, uh, in stopping them. And I, I personally think he's a genius. I think that's... I mean, I can't imagine his flatmate is going to like him too much for it, but I think in terms of coming uh, coming up with a way to end such acts swiftly, I think an air horn startling will will do the job. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys have heard stories of other ingenious ways of stopping acts like that, or just just your thoughts on that story, because I, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I think that was quite a good solution um, that the person's found, because... Yeah, that, that's probably quite a common issue and it's quite a difficult conversation to sort of, how do you tell someone to be quiet when they're having sex? I think it's, it's, it's an age-old question. I don't know how how you would breach, like start that conversation. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I think an air horn is, seems quite a, a, an extreme solution, but actually it's probably, yeah, as you're saying, Ethan, it's probably quite effective. Um, I don't know, Lisa, Lisa, what are your thoughts on this? All for that. Um, 
I think especially if you're trying to do work it depends what time of the day it is as well I think obviously you have to have a, a little bit of leeway when you're in a student flat or student houses because everyone does their own thing at different times um but I think if it was constant yeah then then I think you know it's, it's it's quite a funny solution if they're making noise then I suppose you combat it with making noise it's it's not exactly like they can complain at you because they're making the same level of noise um but yeah I mean I would I would maybe try and talk to them first even if I found it really awkward just to sort of be like yeah. can we resolve this before I have to take further action if they ever or said you know whatever don't care blah, blah blah an air horn absolutely brilliant right under the door as well you know <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think with student houses and flats as well the the walls are made of paper mache at best you can hear everything and anything through walls so I think how loud they're being I think if this guy like is sat in complete silence trying to do his work and then they're muffled through a wall, and then this guy's going and blowing their horn. The dude should just put music on. Like, it's fine. He, he can get through it that way. But if they are being obnoxiously loud, then by all means. And yeah, a little. Like, um, like two o'clock in the morning, and you've got like a 9 a.m., obviously, in normal circumstances. Or to be honest, even, even online with everything at the moment as well, if you're having uh, like an interactive session then obviously you would be like, okay, kind of taking the piss a little bit now, you know, boundaries, but yeah. For sure. I was going to say, uh, in my first year flat, uh, there was only me and another gentleman in the flat who were already in relationships. Everyone else wasn't in a relationship, and most of them were newly out of relationships as well. So they were very, I'll just put it as active. Um, but <laughs> a subtle way that it would be brought up in the kitchen would be the the first time that it happened. Uh, it when the people came into the kitchen, obviously not with the person they'd been with, because obviously they'd left at that point. Uh, uh, someone would normally mention in the flat, or like, oh, did you have a, a, a friend last night? And then they would be like, oh, oh, could you hear? And then once everyone in the flat had unanimously gone, yes, I think everyone heard. Then that was a good way of bringing it up, just to sort of just a hint. It's a very friendly way. We just asked if they had any friends around. Cause, and if they say, oh, no, be like, oh, that's strange, because I, I swear I heard something. Yeah, you know? it depends, doesn't it, what personality they have, because that's also true. I feel like yeah. it could go, like, many ways. You could have, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed now. Or you could be like, oh, sorry, it probably will happen again, so I'm just going to warn you. Or it could be, like, a whatever, cool, I don't care. Well, did you not hear how good a job I did? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I think... Uh... Oh, yeah, it is a difficult situation. Um, maybe bang on the wall back, and then you, you can maybe... Yeah. 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 That's, quite, that's quite amusing. Just not, like you said, Ethan, the walls are quite in the thin, so just be careful not to bang too hard, because you might end up sitting yeah. <laughs> see too much. Back. Yeah. You'd be third wheeling. Yeah. Um, I, I know, I, if you, and if you don't want to invest in an air horn... Uh, most people normally have Bluetooth speakers or speakers of any effect. I would just try and find the most unromantic tune or a themed song to something that's completely 
that doesn't set any kind of mood mm. and just play that loud. Just something that will throw off all concentration at, uh, at best, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. Or just scream. If you just shout, I'm sure that will confuse enough people for things to stop yeah, happening. You clear out your entire flat if you did that. <laughs> this is also true. But it's cheaper than an air horn. True. So there we are. Right. Well, thank you for listening, people. Thank you for joining me, Lucia and Xavier, again. Um, yeah. Is there, is there anything people want to say and or promote prior to ending it? And if not, thank you for listening, everyone. See you later. <laughs> yeah, see, see ya. Bye, guys. Stay safe.